Another edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective. And I am the head huntress. And yes, definitely had Indiana on the brain, whether I was in Indianapolis at a horror convention or watching Hawkins, Indiana on television and Stranger Things. It was all about Indianapolis last weekend, as myself and sexy porn witch Erin Marie say hello, Erin Marie. Hello. Hello, welcome to Sexy Witches, everybody. This is going to be one of our two uh, Best of Fandom episodes of 2019, where we do we cover some of the biggest and greatest fan conventions in the country. And boy, do we have a treat tonight. Myself and Erin Marie are going to talk uh, until about 9.30-ish about our experiences at Days of the Dead Indianapolis. We unfortunately did not go to Atlanta this year, but decided to go to Indianapolis, and I was invited by Brooklyn Ewing to moderate a horror artist panel on Sunday. So we'll talk all about that, and thank you again to everybody at Days of the Dead Indianapolis for being so accommodating, as usual. Very different show, though. We'll talk about that and the new location in just a few moments. But even cooler, or not cooler, that's not the right word, Erin Marie, exciting, more exciting because it hasn't happened yet. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On Monday, I, I get on a plane and with my daughter, which is going to be terrifying, and I'm going to fly to San Diego and go again to San Diego Comic-Con. It is finally here. Can't believe it. We're going to do it. But this is going to be a really long trip because not only am I going to San Diego Comic-Con for the full five days, Wednesday through Sunday, I'm also squeezing in a visit to Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland and maybe a few other surprise visits with my boy Jason Tross, the director of the AP, and his wife, Tele, uh, which, by the way, Aaron Marie, I sent him an awesome present. Did you see it on the web? 
Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, you want to tell it the uh, viewers what present I've ever seen? It's gorgeous. Yeah, tell tell the viewers what it is because it's just kind of cool. It's better, you know. I commissioned it because I thought, you know, they needed this, didn't they? <laughs> Not only did they need it, but, I mean, you got such a great experience out of working on the SP. I mean, you're all over that movie. <laughs> the second one, of course. <laughs> That's my one movie I'm in, and then I die, and I'm immortalized. In that movie, I'm okay with it. But uh, I, I had this but, gentleman, the Cave Geek, by the way, if you want a great commission at a, a convention, go to Cave Geek. He's a fantasy cave map cartographer. And what does that mean? Well, he makes maps of different types and mediums, but his specialty is buckskin. So, and yes, cruelty free, everybody. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, and he takes and he hand makes these maps, but not just the map of the FP, which I commissioned him to do the wastes from my movie, but his, his normal thing is like Westeros and Florin from Princess Bride and Middle Earth and. It just keeps going and going. Uh, Aaron Marie, I showed you his booth a couple of years ago, didn't I? I think you were with yes, me. Yes, you did. And yeah. I know you've been looking for a piece to commission for a very long time, and it just so happens that there's such a great map in the FP movies. Yeah, and it, and made, I, it, it made him <laughs> laugh. He watched the movie. I was very thankful for that as well. So uh, we also, uh, Aaron Marie, and on top of going to Days of the Dead, we also squeezed in a viewing of Midsummer. Yes, we did. And that um, movie was... Just, <laughs> How do you I'm feel about unsure, it still? I'm still unsure as to why I like it, but I do. I just really like it. There's so much to unpack. I'm going to have to watch it multiple times in order to get, like, the full experience, I think. And it's really not the gut... Viewing. It, it, it's not the gut punch that Heredity is trying to rewatch Hereditary is, and it is rewatchable, but boy, is it a hard film to get through no matter viewings you have. This one, I think, is easier, more palatable, and I think can last. And the more I think about this movie, the more I'm starting to love it. And they just announced today that they're going to add an extra half hour of footage into the film for the DVD release. I'm hoping it includes more trips because all the usage of uh, drugs throughout the movie was <laughs> quite interesting on the visuals. Oh, my God. I mean, you talk about unreliable narrator. Oh, my goodness. You couldn't tell what was really happening. And that was kind of the point. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, so uh, we, we're not going to do reviews of that or Stranger Things this episode because we got too much media convention to talk about. But we did want to make sure we mentioned I mentioned Midsummer, and of course, Stranger Things came out. And I think every single one of us on the Sexy Witches that are here or not here, um, I think we all watched it. Actually, I'm positive we did. Uh, and it turns out almost they said that millions and millions of pig people watched it over the Fourth of July weekend, and almost everybody was finished by Monday. So yeah, that sounds right because that's what we did. We watched half of it. We went to our convention and watched the rest. So. Yes, and I was really excited to do that, too. I mean, I just couldn't tear my eyes away from it. It was so good. I actually think I like season three better than the – definitely better than the second, but I almost like it better than the first. Um, There's a few things I I nitpick about. Like I said, we could do our own, but most – but, yeah, I would say story-wise it was awesome. Uh, You know, there's there's some people on the never-ending story side – 
Some people love it. I kind of corny, but kind of love it. And other people just are like, oh, my God, what is that? But I'm really excited because I think it's going to draw more attention to the movie Neverending Story. And maybe a new generation of fans will find it. So that's such a great friggin' movie. And I want more people. I mean, there, there's even an amusement park in Germany based on uh, Neverending Story. But not a lot of love in our country. <laughs> yeah, no, for uh, my friends and I at Slumber Parties, we used to rent The NeverEnding Story every fucking weekend. For how many times I rented it, I could have bought it 20 times over. We watched that damn thing over and over and over, but I fucking love The NeverEnding Story. Yeah, I did too. I really did. I wish I saw it in the theaters. As one of, um, I did not see that in the theaters. I saw several others. I saw uh, Dark Crystal. So uh, when we when I talk about San Diego Comic Con with Aaron Cogan later, that's definitely going to come up during the preview. But the other thing I also saw first run, and I think it was the same year, I was Sam Jones in Flash, ah, Savior of the Universe, and uh, one of the main reasons why we were going to Days of the Dead was yes to meet Sam Jones and Kathleen Turner was the other one I wanted to check out and we got to meet both those celebrities um, it was a, a you know t- the decent solid lineup for Days of the Dead Erin Marie why don't you talk about some of the regulars that we saw while we were there that, that day I mean that weekend oh I got a chance to say hi to Kane you know in the in the where's Kane <laughs> he was in Indianapolis where's Kane hotter Indianapolis. That would be the answer to that question. Yep. But, uh, you know, we got a chance to meet Sam Jones and talk to him. Um, I even pimped out my sister a little bit. (laughs) I didn't tell you this. I'm not sure whether I did or not, but I was in the uh, gift shop after hours, a little drunk. And, um, and he was in there, and I, I turned around, and I was like, you know, my sister would probably kill me if I didn't at least say that she's been in love with Seth MacFarlane since she was 13 years old. She's 28 now, so if he wants a hot redhead wife that's 28, just give her a call. I can hook you up with her number. <laughs> but it was really adorable. He was, um, you know, he said he didn't get a chance to talk to Seth much, but... Uh, he actually said, if you just want to meet Seth, you can actually just make an appointment with his office. Uh, that is possible. I was like, really? And I was, I was surprised. <laughs> um, but talking to him about Flash, I told him it was one of my favorite movies to watch when I was inebriated. It's just a really fun movie to watch. Um, Kathleen Turner was fantastic. Uh, I just enjoyed the shit out of her. I got to tell her that I had saw Romancing with Stone and Jewel of the Nile with my mom when I was little. It was like one of the, her favorite franchises, and we watched it all the time. Um, also, I got to talk to her about a role that she had had on a show that I was watching on Hulu called The Path. Um, unfortunately, they canceled it after three seasons, which I'm really pissed about, but she had a a really dramatic role, which was hard to watch, but she was so fantastic at it. Um, she was one of the main characters, alcoholic, abusive mothers. And she told me how they did the set dressing, how they greased her up with gasoline before she went on set, and, and you know, just making her look as terrible as possible. Um, and she gave uh, 
Liz a vase of pussy willows to hold for my picture. Yeah, I was so nervous to meet her because I'm walking around and I'm being told by some of the vendors that she's not into Serial Mom and she's not signing Serial Mom stuff. And I was like, oh, no. Well, I better not let have her sign my – I'm glad – I have a VHS of Serial Mom. It's one of my favorite performances by her. And i glad I didn't bring it. I was like, oh, no, she wouldn't have signed it anyways. And But then, like, I got to her uh, thing, and there was two pictures from Serial Mom. And the person in front of us had a one sheet, and she signed it. So I was like, okay, she is doing Serial Mom stuff. So, you know, I talked to her a moment about it because I was like, I know you're from all your movies, but I love Serial Mom. You know, I, I really honestly do. And it's a horror convention. And she goes, yeah, I thought she'd play well here. Uh, you know, so she knows her audience. She understands that there's a lot of people in that room that got her, saw her through that film. And she got it. And she took some one. And then the, she handed me the Pussy Wells, which, which somebody else had given her. Uh, one of the guests had given her Pussy Wells as a gift. So she handed them. So if you look carefully in the picture, you'll see I'm holding Pussy Wallows. And we even had a cool little uh, encounter on the elevators with her, Aaron, didn't we? Yes, we did. We rode the elevators with her down to the smoking area. <laughs> She's like, I'm going out for a drag. Would you hold that against me? And we're like, no. And I'm like, Aaron, you should go smoke a cigarette with Kathleen Turner. <laughs> you know, I don't smoke, but she does. So, you know. It's cool. So Kathleen Turner had a commanding presence, too. I mean, we got on the elevator. I felt that she was there before I noticed it with her. I was like, somebody's with you. Oh, Kathleen Turner. You know, so that was cool. That was you just feel authority. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's very commanding. So that's really cool. And so that was awesome. Um, we saw the Bill Shatner panel, which I had seen Bill Shatner so before. Yeah, I was worried, though, because, like, last time I saw him, Aaron knows that I saw him at AwesomeCon a couple years back. He came on late, and he left early, and he had no moderator, and the questioning people were kind of, okay, we're not great. Um, and I was literally, and they messed up the queuing, and I was literally the next person to ask a question, and he left early. So I never got to ask him my question, which is about Roger Corman. Uh, Bill Shatner was in a... Uh, film very early is queer called the intruder which is a white supremacist movie uh, very very ahead of its time actually uh and um you know roger corman said it was the only film he that flopped for him yet he's most proud of it so i asked him about that movie what was it like to be a white supremacist so early in his career and he came back with a great freaking answer about how how scary the shoot was and how he had to give the speech which he couldn't actually give because he had laryngitis under a tree where people were actually lynched and the survivors were actually in the audience watching him. I mean, it, it was kind of terrifying and fascinating, this story, wasn't it, Aaron? Yes, it was. Yeah, um, he I, also, he, go ahead. He opened with a really great story on, on Indiana and how his wife was from there. And he talked a lot about visiting Indiana and Indianapolis and, yeah, how how getting married there was a, a difficulty. Um, he had a lot of really great stories, but the Roger Corman one was on the most fascinating. He, I mean, he, he talked about he writing. That, the fact I, I that he was giving that speech, that lynching tree is just haunting. 
Yeah, it, and well, the movie is pretty good. I, I recommend The Intruder. And, um, you know, it's funny because they told us to put phones away, and then he kept asking us to Google stuff for him, which I thought was pretty funny because <laughs> um, he was like, I don't remember that guy's name. You know, you got to give him a break. He's 89 years old. I kept thinking he was 83. No, he was 83 last time I saw him. He's 89 now. Uh, you know, so he's 89 years old. He can forget a few things. But he told about how he got married, had to run away from paparazzi, uh, he re- talked about writing his books. Now, he had a book, a uh, pretty famous book series, and I do remember the book series vaguely. I didn't read them, but I knew of them. Uh, and he talked about doing a very successful. I mean, I was really impressed with the audience questions. And yeah, there was a few about Star Trek, but mostly it was about him and, and every all the other things he's done or what he's done that Star Trek supplemented. Yeah. you know, it, the only. Got- the only real Star Trek questions were either on uh, related to the book or working with someone on Star Trek. Like yeah, someone asked exactly. about how it was to work with DeForest Kelly, which brought an amusing story. <laughs> no, about DeForest the, Kelly was an amusing person. Okay, I'm trying to get my sounds all messed up again as usual. Yay! Um, so. Uh, Bill Shatner was awesome. I, I actually didn't do many panels this year. Um, I walked into one of the film independent film panels. I saw two movies, Aaron. Uh, I saw Bong and the Living Dead, which is played at several film fe- uh, several like conventions I've been, but never at a time they could go. So I finally saw that, and I saw the uh, amateur wrestling movie Powerbomb that's doing really well on the festival circuit. And both those films are pretty good. There's a lot of potential there. I really like to enjoy it. Uh, the first, the Bong of the Living Dead starts out very, very silly, but by the end of it, it's actually kind of touching and emotional. I was kind of surprised. Like, there's definitely some heart in there. And Powerbomb is just centered around a one really charismatic wrestler. I mean, there was real, uh, you know, real circuit wrestlers in this movie, and it gives an authenticity to it that you wouldn't see in other films. And I actually really enjoy it. I think that's why it works. It's like if it was a more polished movie, it wouldn't look right. But because it's kind of low, low budget and unpolished and, and grimy, it works for the amateur wrestling scene and what it's like. Very much not not like the movie The Wrestler did, but in that kind of vein. If you understand what I'm saying, you know, yeah, it shows yeah. it as you know, real people doing real things, and there's it opens with a really really good bout. I was really, so I enjoyed that. So shout out to the guys that did Powerbomb and Bong of the Living Dead. Uh, so uh, lots of sm- uh, small indie panels all weekend. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the shorts program as well. I did get to a couple of the shorts programs, actually. I saw a few, but the one standout was Jill Six's movie, which you, well, I could have told you was going to be the standout anyways, because uh, it's Jill Six. But she um, did uh, One Last Meal, and it's about a guy who wants to eat human flesh as his final meal. And it's actually really darn cool. And it's got this really creepy location and kind of some fun performances. It's very, very macabre. I really enjoyed it, so I can't wait for people to see this movie, and Jill says that she's actually working on a couple of features, and I'm really excited. Um, the collaboration with one of them, and the guy who wrote the screenplay for One Last Meal is the is the writer of Late Phases, which is a, I, I, I think you've seen it, Aaron, right? The, the werewolf movie? Yes. 
Yeah, yes, which I is have. a fantastic movie. Fantastic movie, and that she's collaborating with that guy uh, gives me goosebumps. So we're, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Jill if, does next. If late phases and John Wick teach you anything, it's don't fuck with people's dogs. No, don't fuck with people's dogs, especially if they have a shotgun. <laughs> Just don't do it. So, you know, I, but late phases end so fucked up you know it's just like because they all changed back so it looks like this old man just murdered a like a sea of people even though they were totally werewolves spoiler alert anyway <laughs> so um so let's see what else do we um the pinball machines Aaron. what about those those were cool oh my god yes the the rob zombie one was the best it was awesome it was the perfect combination of new digital and old-fashioned because it had the plunger but i mean it was it and it did the double ball round it was just really fun to play all around yeah it it looked very vintage and like yeah the start was vintage not a push button a good old-fashioned uh spring plunger uh but it had the um the the new modern led lighting screen not the dot matrix you got in the 90s Though right next to it, there is a company that is redo, re, re, is remaking those machines like Monster Mash and stuff. And there were two machines next to it um, that were all, you know that were once were copies of vintage machines I used to play. Was it Monster Mash? What was the third one? I can't. I didn't play the third one. Do you remember what the third one was? Um, was some... I can't think. Um, no, but the Rob Zombie was the the newest of the group. And it was pretty cool. I liked it a lot. And it was kind of cool to play because Sid Haig is right next to him. You know, and like Sid Haig is in it, right? Yeah. You can hear his voice. Yeah. And, that. and on it just said, Sid Haig says, play this game. <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. So I, I, I actually have always been excited when they have free play pinball at, at conventions. They need to do that more. So, I agree. Uh, and, and the vendor floor was on the vendor floor. Yeah, it was a nice vendor floor. It was a nice touch on the vendor's floor. And, you know, the usual suspects were on the vendor's floor. A lot of locals from Indiana were on the vendor's floor. It was a good mix of the people you would expect at a Days of the Dead convention. Uh, you know, and uh, the cool thing is that four of those vendors actually did my panel on Sunday, which was the Horror, horror Artist Panel. And it included uh, Byron Winton. If you don't know who his name, you actually know his imagery. His most famous image is the image of Elvira sitting in a movie theater with all the monsters surrounding her. And, and you've seen it on the web, trust me. And then we had, yeah, and he had three uh, T-shirt artists, including uh, Vinny uh, Malay. And then, uh, well, Vinnie Malay was Cryptic Closets, I believe. And then you had Erica Kaufman of Atomic Cotton, which is, you know, I, w- I worship Atomic Cotton. And then uh, Gerald Hest, which is, oh, my God, I'm blanking. He's going to hate me for that. Uh, what is what is his, uh, it's something beast, beast rec, beast rec stuff. <laughs> I had to <laughs> remember, like, he does, and he's just, he's new, and it's funny because they're all different levels of experience. Like, Byron is a fan artist, but he's not done a lot of, that was his first panel. Same with Vinny. Vinny is a t-shirt person, but he actually has a dream to open a Chicago retail shop with everybody. So, like, the, the limited batch t-shirt people have a hub 
where they can sell out of Chicago. I thought that was kind of cool. And Erica Kaufman has been in it with her husband Zach for I don't know how many years, but they've been doing this for a long time. I buy a shirt every convention from them. Every convention from them. So I always and then I bought a shirt from also from Beast Rex too from Jared because I needed something for San Diego. And it's a very generic looking Star Wars logo that says Space Wizards Light Sword Battle. <laughs> That's what it says. So about as it's generic as Star Wars as you get. So I, I thought it was pretty cool. So um it was a very pleasant panel and uh you know everyone had different levels of experience and uh you know if we really deep dive we could have gone into the business end of it and licensing but it was I thought it was a good balance as like art art and business because you know vending is both basically um so um I really enjoyed the panel. There's pictures if you want to see it. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome was there as usual. Brandon was there this time instead of James. And the guy who directed Dick Nato and Dick Shark was there. And I bought Dick Nato and Dick Shark. He gave me some Santa horror uh, exploitational film for free. So that'll be fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, he gave so. me uh, Holocaust Cannibal, which is also exploitation, Nazi exploitation. Oh, I mean, it is, he is, he is the uh, exploitation guy, but Dick Shark, Dick Shark got its rounds around last year, so, and I didn't have a copy of Dick Shark, so I got a copy of Dick Shark, and I also got a copy of Brooklyn's movies, uh, She's So Pretty, which is another holiday horror movie, uh, you know, I also got a copy of that. yeah, you did, I got so a copy we both, I got some stickers from uh, from Beast Rack also through the trivia. There was a trivia game proceeding uh, fo- immediately following my panel, and we both stayed. And I was very careful because I know a lot of questions, but um, but I, you know I didn't want to like keep winning. But there was a good balance. A little bit of everybody got something because there was you know plenty of stickers and fun things, and you know, and it was cool. And I got my my first question was the answer was Ari Aster, the director of Hereditary, and now we know Midsummer. So Aaron Ree, you'll never forget the man, the name Ari Ari Aster, Aster now, right? Because he like made two movies that are just whoa, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I'm I'm very happy with his filmmaking so far. <laughs> and 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 how he uh I've never seen grief so accurately portrayed in film before. For some reason he understands it and I don't know what he why he understands it so well, but there must be something about him that he could get to that point in you know in his writing where you can read it and the act cuz like all you know he gets the best performances out of his actors. He really does. He does. Uh, oh um, my God! I, I've never seen Tony Collette so incredible as she was in Hereditary. And, and that's saying a lot. What a fucking Oscar for that shit. I mean, well, yeah, you you know how I kept saying that all along, but Tony Collette was, you know, she's already great, and then she was even like it was a shining moment, and even people that like everyone knew that she should have been nominated. Everyone did. Um, even a lot of the Academy did, and they're like, well, it just wouldn't have got the votes because it's a horror film. Fuck you, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Maybe you'd be surprised, right? But there are people that will not watch it because it's a horror film. Midsummer, I think, is good crossover appeal if you want to go there, though, because it's not, it's folk horror, and it's, it's, it's not a scary, like, boo, scare you in the dark thing. It's more awkwardness and strangeness. Uh, than than actually being terrified. Yet I would the whole thing is completely off keeps you off balance. 
And I, I th- I'm starting to think that Midsummer might be better. It might be end up becoming one of my favorite movies, not favorite top ten horror films. It might it might become one of my favorite movies because The Wicker well, nothing I, has ever quite gotten the Wicker Man has is it, a little on the campy side, but it that's always been the kind of the the standard of the closest anybody's ever got to getting it correct, right? Um, I think this did it. This that this might have surpassed Wicker Man. It's that good. So, um, <laughs> oh well. Anyway. Ooh, I knew by your reaction that that was probably going to end up being one of the ones that in, uh, that are on your um, best of 2019 list. Oh yeah, well you know I wasn't going to. Uh, oh good, he's on. Uh, I, you know I wasn't going to like um, uh, not see it first of all in the theaters. I like as soon as I knew what it was, I was like, oh yeah, Ari Aster pagan film. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, but you could hear me. I, I know I was laughing. And I know laughing, actually they said laughing's good. He expects people to laugh at it. But I was more laughing in glee. Like going, oh no. Because I knew what was about to happen. And I'm like, oh no. I got one thing wrong. I thought they were leading to an orgy and it turned out no, they weren't leading to an orgy. It was actually no orgy, very lack of orgy for a pagan film, I thought. There's a great right in it. There's absolutely a great ride in it. No orgies. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I'll watch it again soon. I really want to figure hey, out all those runes and stuff. Minutes of extra. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. There's all these runes and stuff, and I got to go back and detail. The detail in the movie is so good. Um, so, and, and it was fun to have, like, that kind of, like, bookend, the, the Days of the Dead stuff. I mean, I, I th- this was a new venue. So it, there's a little bit of growing pain. So the the truth is, is maybe next year we'll know it'll it'll they can knock those loose and it might be a tighter show. The real complaint was that it was actually just rather warm in the hotel, everywhere. I mean, there wasn't very many places you could go cool down, and it wasn't cold outside. It was actually rather hot outside, except when it poured. And very um, humid. Very humid. Um, so, uh, now the location is fine. It's right next to the, um, convention center, 40 bucks of parking is ridiculous. There is a satellite parking 15, a few blocks away for, I think 10 to 15 bucks a day. And there's a shuttle, but you know, that's not practical for us. We drove nine hours. Um, we need to keep our shit with us. Um, so, uh, I, I, that, that sucked. I, I, I don't know about the parking thing that uh, if, if you um I was warned that it would be a problem I didn't realize it was going to be a financial problem I thought it was going to be a space issue like like monster mania um it wasn't it was financially crippling I could have flown for that much money <laughs> so um but other than that that was more of the logistics the shows itself was days of the dead and uh, you know I always support my support my local horror convention right well, not only that, but there was um, a very lack of, I noticed, normal Days of the Dead decorations. It was very subdued. But I also think that was due to the hotel and not letting them even put up signage. So, you know, they couldn't do the regular decoration blowouts, blowouts that they usually do. 
Yeah, there's usually great places to take photos and make group shots and things like that. None of that was up. Um, they weren't allowed to put signage up. They were able to convince them to allow them to put a, a, a schedule up for the movie festival, which you need one. for the. It's a festival. You absolutely need one. But none of the other rooms had um, signs, and that led to a lot of ushers not knowing what time things were uh, because they just not, there was nowhere, nowhere to – that information uh you know it wasn't their fault it was just the way that you know usually you turn around you know exactly what's happening there's stuff everywhere Uh, i do like that the panel room was close to the movie room i could bounce back and forth between the two of the smaller panel room the bigger panel room was was about the same size as the one i did in crypticon seattle it's not huge but good enough for the celebrities that were there um so yeah that's it I, i it was a good show good show and uh Onwards and upwards. The next one of them is in Louisville, and I think that's the end of August. And then I think there's another one in Charleston in September or October. So these of the dead are just just bumping. They're just going to keep going. And that's the last one until Atlanta, I think, again. And Atlanta starts the whole thing over in 2020. Uh, I would say I still love days of the dead atlanta the most of all the shows i've done now three days of the dead and i will tell you uh, atlanta is always going to have my heart it's it's also because my boys are down there i missed a lot of them a lot of them didn't come up this this time around too so maybe next maybe indiana next year will be wild and woolly and fun so any final thoughts tonight or any final closures before we before I let you go because it's nine thirty. I have to shift gears, my yeah. dear. Um, I did get a chance to have a hug from Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, I told him that G.I. Joe was one of my, you know, cartoons I watched for years with my brother and he was a huge part of my childhood. And he said Yo Joe for me. <laughs> And sure. then he gave me a big hug and he squeezed me super tight, like Kane Hodder tight, because, you know, he's a wrestler. And he said, I, I could get about a thousand of these. That was great. But that was the only other interaction I was, like, super excited about. Plus, we met a couple of new friends uh, yeah. added to our convention family. And, so, you know, I, it was a great trip. I, I, it, and you know, and it, it's like family. There were people I knew there, like Stacy Pippi was there, and Brooklyn was there, and I finally got to meet Jill Six, which is something that really, we've been talking for years, you know. So, and a bunch of the vendors, of course, Erica and Zach at Dominic Cotton, they're my buds, you know. So, it, but you know, so it would might have been a subdued show, but once again, I think it was growing pains. Well, it'll really be one of those things we'll have to see what happens next year. But the location itself is great. Next time, I am going to get a Giordano's pizza, darn it. It's one of the only places I can get one. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite pizza in the world. (laughs) They have one. There's a walking distance of the Giordano's. Next time. Next time into Indiana. So you might have heard some giggling out there. Did you hear some giggling out there, Aaron? Can I hear Um, one now, where? Ah, yeah, see, I heard some giggling. There's an, there's two Aaron's on the line. So, <laughs> hey, Aaron, say hello to Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, hello, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> so, uh, we just reviewed uh, Days of the Dead in Indianapolis, and um, you know, and we're back from that. But then, but I, uh, you know, no rest for these wicked witches. We got to keep going. Hmm. So. 
I'm going to let Erin Marie go for the night. She's off the hook because she doesn't need to talk about what we're about to talk about next. But <laughs> do you have any final things you want to say before you go? If you wanted to say something about Stranger Things or Midsummer or any final thoughts about our adventures in Indianapolis. Um, no, I'm I'm good. I'm uh, got caught up on Big Little Lies and Euphoria, so that was nice. Um, definitely, if you're not watching those shows, you should be because they're some of the best TV on at the moment. And neither one. Well, have a good evening, my dear, and we will talk on uh, the Upside Down. Okay. Have a good night. All right. Good night. Good night, Emery. Bye, sexy porn witch. Bye. So the sexy. Oh no! Aaron accidentally got both Aaron's dot uh, got hung up on, but that's okay. It happens sometimes. We are at nine thirty. We're gonna shift gears. <laughs> that's so funny when that happens. Um, <laughs> what's home to live television? Oh, well, we'll get them in the back, but we're going to shift gears now and get ready for the next week. Um, I am flying on Monday evening to, haha, hold on, I'm going to bring it back. All right, Aaron Kogan, you're still there? (laughs) I am, Uh that was weird, you kicked me off. Also, there's some British dude this time telling me muted and unmuted. Well, you, you are back. And uh, welcome, and thank you for coming on the show. And I was about to say I'm about sure. to get on an airplane on Monday and fly my ass across country to Anna Slime. And, well, actually, to LAX, but you're going to pick me up because yeah. I know that's terrible, but I'm still going to – thank you. I hate making you do that, but here we go. Um, yeah. But here we are. Uh, they, I am landing in the evening with my daughter in tow, which is the other thing. The evil genius is coming with yep. me because not only are we – this is San Diego Comic-Con 2019, but this is the anniversary, the 50th anniversary of San Diego Comic-Con. And yep. um, I wasn't originally, Aaron, going to go. As you, you heard, I, you, I, I was like – I did it. I'm good. I'm going to be fine. But then pre-reg comes up. And so when I was sitting around, I'm like, okay, let's just see what they give me. You know, if they give me one or two days, yeah, but if I get four or three or four consecutive days, now think about it. You've been approved for a preview night. And I didn't even sit on it for like, it was like a minute or two, Aaron. Like it just came up. I would think I was talking to you. A texting and I'm like, holy shit! They gave me pre night. Stand by. I think that's. I still think that's classic. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, holy shit! Well, you got it too, though. Well, I got everything but preview night, but then on the second go round, I got preview night. Oh, that's right, because you can do. I can't do open registration uh, if you get preview night on the first try. I learned because um, I yeah, wanted to add done, Paul. Yeah. I wanted to add Paul to my ticket and my husband, and I couldn't do that. So he's not coming. It's just gonna be myself and the kid. Because the kid, I can. Yeah. Um, what's cool about preview night is I can go upstairs to sales and register, get my bag early, because you know I don't have to stand in that huge line for the bag, and then I can register Lily right. without a queue either. Because Lily is free until she's 12 years old, um, you know. Exactly. So, and she she's excited because um, the evil genius is getting a cell phone. So <laughs> I am entering that. I'm going down that rabbit hole. But we figured that um, it it is it is San Diego, and there's going to be a 
fuck ton of people, especially on Saturdays sure. this year. Friday and Saturday looks really, really busy when we start to deep dive this panel list. Um, and I don't, if we get separated, she'll have my phone. Now she's going to do all the other stuff with that. I don't want to know. Of thousands of people. Literally. Oh my God. You know, I, I'm changing up my strategy because <laughs> last year I, I saved my shopping till Sunday, which is something I normally do at other conventions. I'm not doing that this year. I'm going to do my shopping <laughs> on Wednesday and Thursday and get it all done. And if there's well, any, yeah, if I, Wednesday night, you know, is also when New Line is doing their, uh, their scare, uh, it's okay. scare Diego. Yeah. yeah, I haven't. But we haven't we haven't been confirmed for tickets yet, though. Neither one of us, right? But we're yeah, up for them. Yeah, but here's the thing: the way these things work is, uh, in addition to the people that have been confirmed, if you're there standby, there's a pretty good chance that you might get in. And in well, addition it, to ballroom, it, right? chapter two, the the rumor is uh, that we're going to get some Doctor Sleep as well. Well, and, and James McAvoy has been confirmed to be at this panel for Scare Diego. Um, do we want to just go straight into um, what we're doing for San Diego? Um, I, before we go into it, though, I should mention that I am, in my infinite craziness, squeezing in on Tuesday with Aaron because he is the reason. I use Aaron for his, <laughs> his ass all the time there. I go to Disneyland more than I ever had in my entire life when I go visit Aaron. Uh, but I want to go to <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. I mean, Galaxy's Edge is so popular. The San Diego Comic-Con unofficial podcast, blog podcast, has been reviewing Galaxy's Edge every episode. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's... it's and well, they He's been talking about, like, you know, sitting in the different positions in the Millennium Falcon ride and how that works right. and... You know, yeah. and what, like, if you really don't want, you know, who wants, is it like, it sounds like fun. Have you, are you a driver <laughs> or a shooter usually? Have you done all the positions yet? I've not done all the positions yet, and it's totally random according to which pass the cast member gives you. You've got one of three positions possible. You can be pilot up front, you can be engineer in the back, or you can be gunner in the middle. Which ones have you done? I've done gunner and I've done engineer. I've not yet done pilot. Oh, you haven't flown it yet. Yeah. I want to fly it. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And as <laughs> we discussed on our um, on our Galaxy's Edge uh, episode, uh, depending on how good you do, if you download the app and you use it in uh, Batu, the other cast members who uh, greet you and see you will either congratulate you or make fun of you, depending on how well you did in the riot. Uh, for the most part, I'm going to spend as much time as I can exploring the Star Wars land. I'm going to hold off on the Millennium Falcon ride because I know that that line is, is heavy in the morning and then eventually dies out. That's every review I've read has said that happens. Yeah. They said, they said, go write your name down for the cantina. Go write your name That's down the for the lightsabers. If you want yeah. to go do those things, I do want to do the cantina. Lightsaber, I just bought a lightsaber. I'm good on a lightsaber. For, I literally <laughs> just bought a lightsaber, a pink one, in fact. Um, so oh, nice. uh, <laughs> You might want yeah. to build a droid. I might want to build a droid. I, I could use my own gonk droid. I heard there was gonk droids walking around. Box droids? I heard they, there's box um, droids walking around this universe. 
I have not seen the Gonk Droid. I have seen the tracks of Gonk Droid, but that's not the same thing. No, I love the ones that go gonk. <laughs> in a little box. And that's the, the one. That's from... the Gonk Droid. I love the Gonk Droid. He's so cute. He's one of my favorites. He you. just makes me... You, you you know, he's a power unit. He's a walking power unit. That's what he is. Yep. So <laughs> he's so cute. Anyway, and he says gonk. I, I, I mean, what else? I mean, it's I, I, I've always been like a huge fan of that droid. Uh, so I can't wait to explore that land. However, if we like need to take a break, I don't mind because it actually sounds like it's feasible. It's not that far away because it's up behind Tom Sawyer's Island, right? It's not with no, Tom Sawyer's Island is kind of in the middle. Uh, think of Tom Sawyer's Island as uh, the little jumping off part right across from Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion and that area in New Orleans Square. Uh, what you yeah. want to do when you go to Bot 2 is you want to go as if you're going towards Winnie the Pooh's little ride. Uh, oh, yeah, but when you get to ride. the Hungry Bear restaurant, you want to make a right. How do you it's, feel it's about where the petting them? zoo used to be for uh, uh, the train ride. Well, um, and, and uh, that's, that's good because I, I that means yeah. that if I want to take a break and go ex- go ride the Haunted Mansion for its 50th birthday, which was not only was it its 50th birthday for that, it's also the 50th birthday today of the log ride in Knott's Berry Farm. Got to give a shout out to that. Yeah. Um, you know, two of my favorite rides in the entire world, which you're literally <laughs> spitting distance from, which is like hysterical. But you know, um, so Normally, I might want to go run Atlanta, over. But yes. <laughs> huh? Well, right now you're in Atlanta. You're not usually. Yeah, you're, normally, that's what's funny. You, normally you're not in Atlanta. I forgot to tell the audience. Yeah, you're in Atlanta hanging out this 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 episode. I'm in the ATL, so yo. Know? ATL. I, I I should. I have all. You should. You should make. Have you gone to the Varsity and had a burger yet? No, uh, um, my my next burger on my list is Crystals, which apparently is kind of like White Castle, but they fry them with mustard, little yeah. you know, oh. sliders. Oh, I'm well, down. Um, <laughs> put, put Varsity on the list. It's not the greatest burger, but it's a fun staple location in Atlanta, and everyone mm-hmm. will know where Varsity Burger is. It's right in the center of town. It's way famous. Okay, so can I there. tell you three just you know just three seconds on Mary Mac? Oh yes. my God! Uh-huh. Mary Max Tea Room. Oh, damn! Southern cooking. Mary so Max good. Tea Room. I'll, I'll have to remember you, that when all, I'm down there. All you her. need to know. All you need to know about them is on the menu it says sweet tea, uh, the South's version of table wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really good. I love. I love a true sweet tea is a treasure to behold. Everyone makes sweet tea, yeah. but when it's perfect, it's there's just nothing else like it. You know, it's so good. I, I would get fat easily on sweet tea if I lived in the South. That's the problem. Unless I was in New Orleans <laughs> and I would drink all those frozen white Russians all the time, but that's a different story. Nice. Uh, so, oh my God, I, I could use one right now, to be honest with you. It's, it's you know, I want to say this is the calm before the San Diego Comic-Con storm, but no, we're storming right now for real here. Uh, so, <laughs> it's been pretty bad all evening. Um, so, yeah. so let's go ahead and go right into it. So after we do, what time do we think we have to get up to go to, to, to do, um, Star Wars on Tuesday? Um, well, you, you want to kind of be there at the beginning because you've got, uh, the rope drop and you got 
the the opening of the park, which is just its own thing Thank by you. itself, which is kind of fun. But oh, I've always loved going into down. the park I early. Mean, yeah, yeah. But the big story is attendance is down in the park. Uh, they made some drastic changes. They, really? they upped the amount. Oh God, yeah. Um, I'll I'll link you the stories that have been in the papers recently. But it 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 Star Wars is not the big draw they thought it was because for one thing they scared everyone away. Uh, for another thing is they charge annual pass holders up the yin yang. Um, I I lucked out and was able to buy my year pass for just a little short of a thousand dollars. Now, oh my God, much more than that. Yes, it's ridiculous. And that's and now you know, he's going. Wait a second, where is everybody? Hmm, I don't know, dude. Tough question. Well, yeah, I, I remember when they tried to get rid of the local discount, and that lasted about a season. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. there's just no way oh, you can discount. You know, they've, they've been advertising uh, like hell, you know. You know, we, we've also got this California Adventures and you guys are like, why don't, you, why don't you come over here? We're doing things over there. There's going to be fireworks and, and, and Marvel. And, oh, it's great. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm still going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go see it because this is my chance to drink oh, a real yeah. alcoholic drink in the cantina, you know. So we're going to go do that on Tuesday. And do the milk. That's right. So. Go. We're, we'll yes. get. We'll get to bed at a reasonable time Wednesday night after we do the yep. Disneyland. Even I mean, Tuesday reasonable night. time. You know, Tuesday night. I mean, midnight. You know, that's reasonable for for amusement park <laughs> after the fireworks. You know, always got it. Because I want to. I want. I heard that the fireworks in in is pretty off the chain right now. So I want to go see them. Uh, and then we're gonna drive down sometime Wednesday. I got a, a room. Yeah. Outside, um, right near the airport at where am I? Where are we staying? The Hampton something something. Hampton Court. Airport Bayside something. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it, yeah, you know how that is. It's come. I I I actually have it here, but I can't find it because my notes are too thick. Um, so we we, we uh-huh. there there is a the one thing I do like about San Diego Comic Con it has a pretty decent shuttling system. And yeah, this does. location is is looks like it's walking distance between two different shuttle systems, so we should be able to get in and out pretty easily. Now the only thing is, is that we're a little farther out than usual, so getting there to do early stuff, we have to make sure we're really on the ball to get up and going. Um, that is mm. not easiest with the nine year old, but we'll do what we can. But there's <laughs> two beds. We're not sharing a bed or making you sleep on the floor, which was the original plan, Aaron. But yeah. now you have your own well, bed. Well, of came to worse. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, but you have your own bed this time. Yeah. So, But we're going to get down there for preview <laughs> night. So um, what time does Woo. preview night start usually? Uh, preview night starts, well, people start lining up uh, like two-ish, three-ish. But uh, they let us in, uh, I think, five. And then, you know, the, it, it's basically shop night. Although there are a couple things worth noting this time around. Uh, Batwoman and Pennyworth both have their world premieres on Wednesday uh, in Ballroom 20 for preview night. Um, And, of course, like we alluded to previously, uh, New Lines, Stare Diego 2019 um, is off-site. I want to say it's at the Horton Plaza. It's at the Um, Horton Grand, yes. 
That's right. Cornbread, um, yeah, that's okay. I yeah. did remember correctly. Good, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you did. yeah, in in previous years, there's been a hell of a line, but uh, if you're persistent and you show up in a goodly amount of time, there's a chance you could possibly get in even without having your tickets. Um, it's it chapter two, but like I said, uh, the rumor is we might see some Doctor Sleep preview as well. And they uh, definitely announced the casting crew Q. Yep, casting crew Q and A, and we know that James McAvoy is totally at San Diego because he's doing other panels. So we exactly know right. he's showing up. So he so, he might show up as there as well, uh, or or maybe not. You know, it, d- it depends. Um, I think the other panel that he's on is uh, Saturday. I want to say. So I might that's say amazing. Saturday. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so I, we are going to try to do San, uh, It Chapter 2. My daughter isn't so happy about that one, but I, like I said, she'll have a new cell phone and her iPad. She'll be fine. I can throw her in a corner. She can go play with her headphones on. <laughs> or she can ignore me. <laughs> it's not the first time she's ignored me watching a horror film while she's, like, playing Gotcha Life or something. Uh, so um, so hmm. Wednesday is pretty simple. Uh, before we get into Thursday's panels, I do want to mention, because this is San Diego Comic-Con, and I was going to go ahead, Aaron, and we, you can, if you have any details on some of this stuff, please let me know. I was going to read the outside installations. Some of these do start on Wednesday night, not all of them. I'm mm-hmm. going to read the Thursday night, the Thursday list. So it has the complete list. But like things like the Kitties and Coffee Cafe are already taking yeah. registration for, for Comic-Con. And I know you did it one year and said it was a lot of fun to register for uh, Kitty Cafe. Um, so, it's uh, just silly how popular that, it, you know, I, I, you know, my, I'm married to a crazy cat lady. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, people just love being in a room with cats crawling all over them, whether they're just reading or they're drinking tea or whatever the hell the setup is. People love that. And it is actually kind of nice to take a little break away from con. So I'm not going to begrudge anyone at cat con. No, nah, neither am I. So, so let me go over the outside installations if you're ready. And like I said, I know that if you have details, please interrupt me and we'll go into them in detail. There's a few of them we do know about because a couple of them we attended before. Uh, first, we got yeah. the Hard Rock Hotel. We have the Superstore Cloud9 pop-up, which um, Cloud9 is what, – what company is that again? I always forget. Cloud9 is from Superstore. Yeah, Superstore, which is a new TV show, which has a lot of NBC is doubling down on their comedy presence this year because last year they had a surprise hit, not just with Good Place being good on television. They were one of the Mm -hmm. VIPs of Comic-Con last year. their, Their panels were packed. They were hit, and they had great installations on the outside, and they're doing it again this year. This time they're doing an interdimensional hole of pancakes. So the Good Place Diner yeah. last year was a was a burger joint. This time it's going to be a pancake joint. So um, <laughs> so uh, Good Place, open look for midnight. them. Yeah, open till midnight. That's right. So late, I forgot to mention it because last time it closed like at five or six. This is a late night, early morning breakfast, late night snack place. Yeah. And they're on the side that Hall H is on. So if you have a place in line and there's and you're tag teaming, someone could go get food and bring it back to line late night. I think that yeah. is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant <laughs> marketing. 
so anyway, so that I think good place. I haven't even watched the show, and I'm like impressed with some of their their advertising. It's kind of fun. Natalie and I have been watching it, and you know how much I hate sitcoms, and it's pretty clever. We're enjoying it a great deal. Well, and, and you know it's funny because you know NBC is doubling down on their com- comedies big time uh, there, and but overall it's mostly TV this year. Very little movie. Uh, last year was almost all mm. movie. You, you know, this year it's almost all yeah. television, and everything I'm reading to you now is almost all television because uh, you know it continues Brooklyn Nine Nine, which was rescued. Um, is going to have a huge yeah. presence at Comic-Con this year, with including in, in, uh, in the Tin Fish Pepco Park area, Brooklyn Nine-Nine Experience. And it's going to be like this huge like obstacle course you can register for. So that's kind of yeah. crazy. Um, and, and you can give us more info on this, Erin, uh, because I know that you do it almost every year. Of course, there's the annual Robert A. Heinlein Blood Drive at the Manchester Grand Hyatt in San, uh, which it happens for the entire duration of Comic Con. Do you know what? And yeah. they always have a great, great T-shirt. Well, do you know what the T-shirt is this year? I don't. I haven't seen what it is. I saw it and it looked cool. Let me see if I can find it because the T-shirt is, you know, every. It, I mean, you should do it. You do it because it's a good cause. It's but the always T-shirt good. is always, um, always good. For the so, entire run of True Blood on HBO back uh, seven years ago, eight years ago, uh, they always had great uh, True Blood themed uh, shirts for the Blood Drive. Uh, a couple years back, there was a really nice Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Last year, it was Avengers. That's right. It was Avengers last year. Yeah. Let's see. Blood Drive, Comic Con. It's slow, and but I'm getting there. Get uh, 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 an, uh, you always get an extra bag, and you know the bags are just uh, ah. premium swag. And uh, you Aven- get a lottery ticket to try and win some other stuff. It is Avengers, but it's Avengers Endgame in particular, they're saying. Nice. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, okay. so it's, yeah, so Avengers Endgame is the. Um, all right, so now we know. That's a great thing. So. Yeah. Already installed and will be open already. Already opening for registration. Matter of fact, it'll be open on Wednesday yep. night. Is the Amazon Prime yep. Video Experience, which was huge. I didn't go in it last year. It was huge though. We walked by it a couple of times, and uh, it's going to be um, really uh, science fiction themed this year. They're doubling down on their science fiction programming at Comic Con. Um, this will have. Uh, installations from The Expanse, Carnival Row, and The Boys, which all have major panels in the convention proper, uh, especially The Boys. The Boys is actually the entire cast is showing up for The Boys. I expect that to be one of the biggest panels of something that hasn't been out yet at Comic-Con this year is, is, is Sci-Fi's The Boys. At least that's my prediction. Because, I mean, boy, yeah. is that, you know, everyone, it, it, a lot of people are talking about it. Um, there's the Mary Marquis has a gaming lounge all through the Comic-Con. What else we have? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the International Art Show. And don't forget, on Sundays, the International Art Show becomes the International Children's Film Festival. Uh, so uh, don't forget that's happening as well. And the movie festival's happening throughout Comic-Con. So if you 
really bored or just whacked out, you can go see a film. Now, the film festival isn't really what it's about at Comic-Con. They're usually the movies they play are a couple of years old. There's, you know, but, uh, but you know, it could be a classic. And there's a few staples like the, and we'll talk about like the Dr. Doctor, um, Horrible sing-along blog that happen every year that pack, even though people how yeah. many times have seen that, you know. Uh, South Park is is um, doing a full a mini golf course again like they did last year behind the festival, um, and there's going as to be a Rick adult and swim. Adult swim has its mm-hmm. huge yeah the Rick and Morty yeah Rick and Morty is going to be near the Bayfront, which is where the Indigo Ballroom is, and they have finally did announce Rick and Morty panel um, for a while. It was a little yep. bit questionable, but there is going to be one there. Uh, Sunrise, Rainbow, Beauty, Butterfly, Unicorn Kitty at the uh, I don't know what it is, but it's something at Pepco Park. Um, there's going to be a Twilight Zone experience for the anniversary of Twilight Zone. That's what's great about the 50th anniversary is it's not just the 50th anniversary of Comic-Con. There's a lot of anniversaries of a lot of things happening yeah. at Comic-Con, and we're going to talk about those. Um, there's going to be a Ripley's Believe It or Not installation. Big surprise there. Impractical <laughs> Jokers is going to be driving around on a lot and and making jokes. Okay. I don't know what that means, but yeah. it's what, I guess it was kind of like last year, there was some kind of double decker bus that people kept getting on. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's something like that. I don't know. But Impractical Jokers is like really popular. Um, and of course, bad, if you write, and even, and even if you don't have a badge, some of the libraries are doing teachers workshops for free throughout the yes, entire indeed. festival. So you have to register ahead. Um, and the peanuts has their annual pop-up. Um, so does the Chuck Jones, uh, uh, Chuck Jones gallery, which I, yeah. I almost bought something from the Chuck Jones gallery. Gundam is having an anniversary. There's going to be a giveaway and builders. Uh, Pepco has an interactive zone with Gundam. Who knew Gundam wing would actually be like a major draw in, in a, San, a 50 year old <laughs> San Diego comic-con. That one blows my eye. Uh, let's see. And of course our personal favorite, the revenge of the bodega which is the Super 7 pop-up, uh, which is this yeah. year. Uh, uh, we went last year, and you bought way too much stuff. I really did. Although this year, I think it's going to be easy to be good because I haven't seen anything that really grabbed me. Maybe it didn't look new. Figures, but yeah, I, I might, agree with you. I, I might have to go load up on some more Frankenstein lighters, though. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. Always good. Um, Fire bad. Pica- the, there's a Picard exhibit installation outside walking dead yes. has a presence uh pennyworth yeah. outside stan lee stan lee is all over comic-con this year there's not one not two but three yeah. stan lee memorial panels this year um you know well, and the first one without and, well, lost him in november so yeah and the organizer of comic-con himself and he has a memorial at 3 30 right. on sunday um on sunday. let's see the, Artist Loft, of course. There's the there's a Pop Insider rooftop pop up party. Um, you know, a Stargate at the Legion End Lounge. Legion End Lounge is very good to know about because it's a place to rest. So I uh, remember got that. If you too much money and you don't know what to do with it, uh, there's a huge uh, 80th anniversary, 80th birthday of Batman celebration at the brand new Comic-Con Museum. I think tickets start at $400, something like that. So yeah, get on that. I don't have the money for that. Don't know what there, to do with all your 
there's true. plenty of 80th anniversary Batman panels at Comic Con. It's interesting because yep. now there's the museum is off site, and there's a there's a bunch of new stuff that have no shuttles that are really aimed at the locals that are all because of the muse, new museum that opened up. So there's a whole mm-hmm. new section of Comic Con to explore. Um, Future Tech, which happens at the Omni Hotel throughout Comic Con, is the nerd the true nerd part of the Comic-Con, because that's where all the people that are inventing the cool gadgets that make our lives so much easier, that's where <laughs> they are. Um, we also have the Team Coco House, which is, of course, the Conan O'Brien thing, which, of course, no. uh, we did not get into Conan O'Brien this year, or even no, though we both tried. No, we did not. Sorry. That's the second time in a row, uh, you but and okay. will be at a, her Universe uh, Geek Couture Fashion Show. That's on site at the Manchester Grand Hyatt. Yeah. On Thursday, yes, and I am thinking of going. We haven't gotten to Thursday yet, quite yet, but um, yeah, the Her oh, okay. Universe fashion show is on at 6 on Thursday with the 1 o'clock meetup for your wristbands. Right. And this last year, it was really tight. I went to the Great Debate and literally had 15 minutes from <laughs> the Great Debate to the Universal, and I almost got one of the last rooms in the house and almost didn't get a gift bag. But it worked out so bad because it was so great because my my favorite glasses I've ever worn in my entire life were in that gift bag. <laughs> I still am wearing them. I haven't taken them off for a year. So so uh, I mean, there's a fire and ice pop up once it's in Techstone's gallery. I'm trying to think of anything else I should mention. Um, and on Thursday uh, there's the Animani- Animaniacs in concert and Avenue Q is performing. Right. Um, when we got, you know, um, there's the Taco Bell presence again, which was the huge, um, yeah. And the, yeah, and you're right. The Batman experience starts just so you know, at nine 30 on Thursday, um, at right. the comic con, brand new comic con museum. So there's a lot more stuff. That's just a tip. Those are the ones. Oh yeah. Don't forget. Stranger things has it upside down, uh, party on Thursday night. And, um, Hodor is spinning again as he does every year. The guy plays so if you want to go see a rave, go see Hoder. Um, Doug Jones loves the movies. Usually is at the Comedy Store with Brian Paulson and Leonard Maltin. And Leonard Maltin is here is at Comic Con, so I'm assuming he's doing it again. Uh, I was I did that last year while you were preview night. I went to a comedy show, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, so Wednesday there's stuff to do. Thursday there's plenty, and I, I and as the rookie, when only in the second year, I, my take on Comic Con is like I said, I'm gonna do my shopping on Wednesdays and Thursday, and do the installations Thursday evening, because on Thursday they usually have extended hours, uh, especially like the Amazon one and some of the bigger ones, and uh, mm-hmm. and there's less people because but I really wanted the only one I really wanted to do last year was the Purge. And I could never get close to it during the day. Only at night. Oh, I, I, was get up. Yeah. I really, really wanted to do the purge and uh, I didn't get to do it, but I got a really awesome picture of me standing in front of it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so that's Wednesday and Thursday. Let's go ahead and go deep dive right into panels. First of all, um, I like to remind people that all day in the sales pavilion autographs, now that I know where that is, because I had no idea what <laughs> upstairs meant, but now there's like, I do know, uh, the sales pavilion <laughs> is this weird glassy dome area between the two panel rooms and the main vendor's floor upstairs. And that's where the party happens in the sense that's where all the registration is, that's where you get mm-hmm. a lot of the gaming is up there. Uh, a lot of the, that's where all the autographs are. And if you want a quick, cheap date, 
and don't want to do much. Some people spend their time just hanging out up in that room, I found out. Because they just, it's a good way to gawk at celebrities without actually like getting their autographs or stuff. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you can, so, uh, so there's all sorts of things happening there. So walk, so uh, I, I would say, and Aaron, you probably, you can back me up one way or another. I would say every once in a while, just randomly walk through the sales pavilion and you'll surprise you bump into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot, not all of the autographs, but a lot of the autographs are happening up in the sale pavilion. Uh, in addition to all your convention stalwarts, your Lou Ferrignos and uh, your Herb Jefferson Juniors and the rest, uh, they'll have the big uh, signings up there as well. A lot happening on the floor. Again, uh, I was lucky enough to get uh, the Archer signing this year with my credits. Oh, you got Didn't the Archer signing. Others, I got the article, I have it, which is good I have because it, I have every single one up till now. It'd be very sad if I missed a year. I'm actually wondering. I haven't checked to see if I got any of the exclusives. Maybe I should Ooh. do that while we're on air. Let's see. And I'm oh, how excited! It's a reveal. Yeah. Okay, while you're looking, okay. I'm going to tell them what's going on Thursday in Hall H. Yeah. Hall H. Oh, and okay, go for Hall H. Who are listening to us? That's what I'm doing. Uh, Hall H right. for you noobs listening in is Valhalla of Comic-Con. Back in the day, you used to be able to really simply just walk up on almost anything. A few years back, there was this little movie called uh, Twilight. You might have heard of it. I don't know. Anyway, some some big fandom. And uh, now everyone has to sleep out for literally days at a time, occasionally, if you want to see some of the bigger things. Um, Starting off Thursday, 11 a.m., uh, kind of a big one. Uh, Terminator, Dark Fate. Um, and yeah, on is in the house, so expect big effing lines. Um, the reason people line up for so frickin' long is because A, you get to see Arnold, uh, you get to see and hear uh, about the upcoming movies, but there's usually some pretty nice swag that they give uh- you if you sat through their panels. I have two things to say. One, um, the panel yes. for Dark Fate is stacked because Arnold's going to be there, but so is Lynn Hamilton, Gabriel Luna, yeah. Mackenzie Davis, Nancy Reyes, and Diego Bonetta. So the the whole cast is there. So that's going to yeah. be a really big op- that's a, a opening with a bang kind of a panel for that's Comic-Con. What I'm saying. Uh, now, the good news thing. is I would say you probably will not need to line up for a wristband until right before wristband giveaway for this i don't think i think that's the biggest thing in there on thursday but i would say you want to get there uh, maybe around um, preview night you should go get your wristband first maybe well no no i was just going to say that after uh terminator dark fate um the next panel up is batman beyond it's the 20th anniversary and they're already teasing us stick around because there's big news oh big news (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get another Batman Beyond, I'm sure. Uh, it might be something I, I, as plain as, oh, we've remastered it in the Sun Blu-ray. That could be the big news. But if I was a betting man, I'd bet my Joker bucks we're going to get a brand yep. new Batman Beyond. And and Kevin Conroy is going to be on that panel, as well as yes. the kid, what's his name? The kid that played ba- Batman. In oh, that. Oh, why am I blinking his no. name? I have it. Uh was it Frito uh, or something? Terry McGinnis. 
Yeah, Terry McGinnis. And Bruce Tim is also slated to be on that panel. So that's right a pretty solid panel, actually. Um, so, yeah, oh, and the answer is I won one exclusive. One exclusive. What did you win? I got one. I got yes. a Funko. I got a Funko. Right on. I got a Funko, the SDCC Times Funko General Slot, Saturday, July 20th, 2019 at 345. So, oh my God. So, so the real yes. question is, is where am I going to be on Saturday at 345? I think I'm actually going to be in Ballroom 20 at that time. Which wouldn't be so bad because oh. I could probably duck out and get back in, uh, especially oh, if I think easily. it's because I, I'm I'm plan I think and we'll get there when I talk about it but I think I'm going because there's a whole bunch of Fox animation stuff with Seth MacFarlane all in a row, mm-hmm. but that's not what I want I, I want the e- the end panel, which is Orville. And so I want to go to the Orville panel, but I figure if I go in at the Simpsons, which is precedes all the Seth MacFarlane stuff, I probably can get it. That's what I'm thinking. Because the Simpsons won't have a huge draw comparatively Mm -hmm. to Orville at the end. But Orville, it's either going to be Orville or what we do with the shadows. I've already been told that no one's getting near the what we do in the shadows panel. (laughs) They put it (laughs) in too small of a room, which is encouraging but sad at the same time. So uh, well, let's go. I'm going to go chronologically because it's just easier for me. Um, okay. So, yeah. but I'll mention the rooms. Uh, I my and these are um, not every choice I'm reading or panels I want to go to. I will make sure if it's a panel I'm trying to get into, I will mention it. But these are all panels that would be good or or interesting or stood out for me um, for and fans of who listen to the show. Um, at 10 o'clock in room 6A. We have uh, one of two major Funko uh, panels this year, and this is the Funko Funkcast Live, which is their podcast. And so, and nice. at every Funko panel, there's always giveaways. And since they're, I got an exclusive. Shout out to Funko! Hell yeah, I get, I get a Funko exclusive <laughs> Woo-hoo, on Saturday. Okay, so and then, nice. um, and and um, when I was mentioning, we have a a buttload of of uh, of anniversaries this is one of my favorites at 10 15 in room 6de which is a decent sized room actually um popeye's 90th birthday party so shout yes. out to, to the popeye the sailor man and all that goes with it and max fleischer who is still one of my favorite animators of all time so Amen. popeye popeye the sailor man. and we're getting so. remastered uh popeye's so overdue. Now I just need the remastered piece, which is what I'm really waiting for. But uh, you know, they, everyone, it, it always, it always lag on that. Uh, at 10:30 in room 6 BCF, we have um, one of the panels I'm thinking because I'm tailoring some of my choices towards Lily and the Evil Genius. Um, Funimation nice. doing a My Hero Academia, Academia panel, which is uh, my daughter's a huge fan of that show, and, and they're gonna yeah, have a good fourth season. And, you know, all the bells and whistles that goes with it. You already mentioned Dark Fate at Hall 8 and 11. At 11.30 in Ballroom 20, which is um, Hall 8 is 6,500. Ballroom 20 is 4,000. It's the second largest room. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're having one of the best panels. They have been doing this uh, last few years is the seventh annual music anatomy of a superhero film and TV, TV composer panel. It's always packed. 
It's about people making music for Marvel and DC Comics. And uh, it, it, if you're into music and into geekiness, it is one of the geekier mainstream panels at Comic-Con. Uh, at noon at the Mar- Marriott Marquis, um, this one actually caught my attention as a mom. Raising fan kids, teaching young geeks to be self-confident and yeah. successful. Um, my, you I know, I, I, I was a very much a geek girl growing up. And it, nowadays, there's actually a lot of things and support for what Willie the Evil Genius does. Because the internet's changed everything. But, you know, back in the day, liking Star Wars and Star Trek was not necessarily a badge of <laughs> honor. It is now. So this is an interesting panel in my mind. Um, and there, and there was also um, at the Comic Con Museum. I'm not going to cover the Comic Con Museum too much, but if I was going to do one of the geekier products, it would have been this one. It would be the Ray Bradbury program they're doing up there, which it sounds really yeah. cool. So, um, and, and that one's oh, uh, Ray Bradbury in comics, pretty focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Um, so let's keep it going. Do, 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 do. Keep on going, Horton Grand Theater. Okay, the next thing I have is there's uh, if you can't get into Hall H to go see Batman Beyond's 20th anniversary, there are three options I would recommend. One is a very geeky um, spotlight on Mary Flaner, which is uh, one of the few women female comics we don't get a, that get her own spotlight. I I don't know why I marked mm. it, I'm not, but I was just like really surprised that you know. She's on her own. You know, spotlights are cool. They do those at Comic-Con a lot. But the two that I looked at oh, the yeah. most is um, in room uh, at the Indiegogo Ballroom, which is a pain in the ass to get into. But if you can, they have great shit in there. All, all Comic-Con uh, is um, the order uh, is going to be there. And if you don't know what the order is, the order oh, is huge. Yeah. So that's the order panel. And if you can't get into that in 6A, Netflix also has another show, um, The Toys That Made Us, um, which was a very popular mm-hmm. panel last year because they actually brought out examples of what they were doing for season two. And we have a season three and four coming this way. So uh, Toys That Made Us is a surprisingly popular panel. Uh, yeah. Anything to add before we keep going? Um. Did you touch on Undone, also in Indigo Ballroom? No, I did not. You want to talk about that real quick? Okay. I, yeah, that's at 145, and uh, same people who did BoJack Horseman. Uh, it's going to be an animated series, uh, not a comedy, and it claims to be kind of a genre-bending thing with uh, mystery, and uh, it's got a female protagonist, and... Uh, could be fun. Could be interesting. Can I give it a shot? Um, a lot of people have been talking about that panel. Um, once again, yeah. we got some anniversaries coming up. Um, at one o'clock, you have Stargate's fifteenth anniversary, which yeah. is kind of a big deal. That's in room seven eighty B. And I mentioned Leonard Moulton earlier, Aaron. Um, at one o'clock in room <laughs> six BCF, him and his daughter are doing a thing called "You're Wrong, Leonard Moulton," where you get a chance to argue that um, any of his earlier reviews and why he's incorrect and give you a moment to, yeah, that's going to be fun. And he can take <laughs> it. Believe me, even at his age, he can totally take it on a completely more serious note at one thirty, uh, I'm mentioning this because last year it was a surprise. Um, is the art during the Holocaust panel uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, they, 
they they did they packed the room and they're expecting to pack it again. So that's uh if you want to do something more serious while you're there, there's something right there to learn. However, I'll tell you where I'm gonna be. You know where I'm gonna be? If I can? Where? One forty five. I'm gonna be in room six A, which is a very large room. It fits about eight hundred people. Oh, I know what you're doing. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna go see are you ready? Yes. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> I can't wait. I should have had it Fun. queued up. SpongeBob. Yes, the anniversary. <laughs> it is the anniversary. Was it the, the the 15th anniversary of SpongeBob 20. SquarePants? This is 20 uh, years. 20. Yeah. 20 years. SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. 20 years. In room 6A, it's actually supposedly going to be a, 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 one, a really hard panel to get into. Uh, the whole freaking cast is going to be there, and there's going to be prizes and clips, and it's going to be a fun-ass panel. So high, high recommendation from that, and that's, a room that's in 6A. Uh, but there's also some more business-oriented ones. One at 2 o'clock in 7AB um, is Legion M is going to talk about how uh, fans unite to take over Hollywood about their movie releases and how they started as a fan club right. and now movie producers. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, two o'clock, if you want to, I always shout out to the Neil Morgan Auditorium, the library. Now you do need a badge for this particular um, this particular uh, uh, panel. Some of them, uh, some of the libraries do. This one does. Um, the business of podcasting. Mm-hmm. So that's a serious panel, but I would say that if you want to learn about podcasting from some of the best, probably San Diego is the place to do it. There's some great podcasters, including the San Diego unofficial uh, uh, blog podcast, which I will give huge credit for because if it wasn't for them, I couldn't do our show tonight. <laughs> I listen to their, <laughs> I've been listening to their panel religiously so um yeah and uh, they're, they're just the best they know everything they give you tips yeah i i you know i i really i i couldn't do it without them um now uh there's two nancy drew properties that are coming out this year yeah. one already came out with the with the star of it uh in the theaters but there's also a tv show and the introduction the to that tv show on the cw will be at two o'clock in ballroom 20 on Thursday, yeah. so if you're interested in something like that. Another anniversary, this time for our Dragon Ball Z friends, 30th anniversary at 2.15, 6 BTS. So, you know, like I said, there's a shit ton of anniversaries, and there we go with mm-hmm. that 30th for Dragon Ball Z. And this one's also a, a, supposed to be a big draw to the Comic-Con Museum, uh, and, and uh, we do know that mo- so there's supposed to be a surprise cast, I do know that what's his name's going to be there. Ernie Hudson is on another panel in Comic-Con this year. So I'm right. assuming he's going to show up. I've met Ernie Hudson. He's pretty awesome. Um, this is the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters. They're going to screen the movie. They're going to have a panel, a Q&A. <laughs> and that's at the theater in the Comic-Con Museum at 3 o'clock. Another anniversary. And this one, the panel sounds fantastic. At 3 o'clock in Room 7AB, you get Farscape, the official 20th anniversary. Brian Henson and the cast is going to be there. And, folks, we have a revival on our hands. So it's going to be a big panel. Uh, Another panel of anniversary is the Inglorious Trexperts at 3 o'clock. So competing with Farscape. That's a really tough competition, too. Celebrating 40 years yep. of Star Trek, the motion picture. And yes, folks, I did see the original in the theaters. 
Uh, so, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a real, I, I would actually, between the two, even though I know the Star Trek movie better than I know Farscape, I'd probably go to the Farscape panel. Yeah, I have to agree with you on this one. Yeah. Star Trek The Motion Picture had some serious problems, um, <clears throat> and Farscape was just hella fun. Um, unfortunately, the actor who did the voice of Dominar Rigel the 16th, I'm guessing on the 16th part, but uh, he's no longer with us. But everyone else is there. So uh, how could you not? Uh, oh, it, it's it's going to be a tough choice. It gets even tighter because, like, at 3 o'clock in room 6A, um, another popular panel is caught as Skybound, and it's going to have Robert Kirkman right. in attendance. Kirkman. And it's really, it's really going to be more of a spotlight of Kirkman because uh, they said they are going to field questions about the end of the Walking Dead comic run, which I'm sure a lot yeah. of people are going to have questions about. So now yeah. I've marked these as two. Controversial to say the least. Very much so. Um, at 3.15, we have the Teen Titans Go, a new episode in Q&A in 6DE, which Teen Titans Go is one of the Evil Genius's favorite TV show. Hall 8, of course, will have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which will be impossible to yeah. get in. Um, Again, with a full cast. Yeah, it's always going to be. The, Marvel, the two Marvel panels in Hall H this year, you will have to. Thursday... You might be okay, you might be okay going in late, like I said, to get your wristband on Wednesday night. But when it comes for, for the one that's going to be on Saturday, forget it. You're going to have to line up Friday at noon easily to get that wristband. Please, easily Thursday, you know, yeah. Thursday. It's ridiculous. Why would yep. you waste an entire day at Comic Con to go to one panel? To say I, that I you were there. Plus, yeah, there might be some cool swag, but. To say you were there. That's what it is. That's all. I don't know. There there are some things I want to do in Hall H, but I'm not going to waste my time, even on stuff like I want to see, like what we do in the shadows. Uh, (laughs) uh, The first of the Stan Lee memorials starts at 3:30, and that's where 6CB at BCF is going to have most of the memorials during this thing. so keep that in mind. They're always at 3:30. Uh, so basically, it's what it's it's not really uh, someone talking to you about how great Stanley is. These these uh, panels are basically open mic, and people are allowed to come up and talk about and share stories about Stanley and what he meant to them and anecdotes, yeah. and, you know, the lot. So that's what those are. Um, uh, no, I'm going to be if I'm not in any of these others. This is the one that I did last year that had the most fun, and they, and they were smart. They moved it to a slightly earlier time. Sci-Fi Wires, The Great Debate is at 3.30. Oh, right, it was Aisha Tyler. Aisha Tyler uh, from Archer was the panelist last year, which she wasn't on the Archer panel, so it was nice that I got to see her. Um, she's moderating again, but they have not announced who's going to be on it. Last year, it was Woo-hoo. every geek I wanted to see in my life. Yet Felicia Day, Adam Savage, John Barrowman, Orlando Jones, Joe Mangianello, and I think I'm missing one more person. Uh, one, oh, uh, what's her name? Uh, from uh, Stan vs. Evil. She was on it. Oh, what's her name? I love her, and I can't think of her name. The one that played the sheriff. Stan vs. Evil, come on. Oh, yes, yes. I know who you mean. You know, you know exactly who I mean. It's like sure, sad yeah. that I can't what is her name? I'm so upset that I don't know her name. Because uh, she's also oh, on no, Would You Rather, which is really good. Smile. Janet Varney. I could I could have the Thank Varney. You. I didn't have Varney. the Janet part. 
Janet Varney. Yeah, so it was a kick-ass lineup. Like, like it was like those people discussing nerdy stuff. And it's also, it's very interactive. The audience gets to choose up and down on arguments and stuff. It's also a good free mm-hmm. fan. Uh, so, uh, and last year it was almost too flushed up against the, um, uh, her, fa- her, her universe fashion show this year. It's at three thirty right. and four thirty, and, and the fact, yeah, I did. And the, the doors open for the fashion show at five fifteen. but remember folks, you have to go at one o'clock to get your wristband for the five fifteen doors. Um, but the good news is you don't have to stay there. You can just get your wristband and go. And there is a secret. I learned the hard way. If you go make a hard left under the elevator uh, escalators and around, that's the quickest way to the, to the fashion show. <laughs> I learned that now. I remember that. The other way, if you go the other way, you end up in that weird gifty uh, area that you were in. Which is like uh-huh. where all the free shit is, right? So, um, yep. all right. So where are we at? Four o'clock, four thirty. I all right. So uh, there's two. There's a bunch of horror this year, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, there uh, is. And um, this year we got two. Uh, we got a bunch of movie premieres of the Banana Splits movie um, horror film, which right. is pretty exciting. Um, the panel and it's sharing it with Critters Attack in room sixty E at four thirty <laughs> on on on. Uh, Thursday. Uh, if that's a little bit too yeah. scary for you, go get tickets for the Horton Grand. Remember, you need tickets. Get them every morning at 9 o'clock in the sales pavilion. And what sucks about it, though, is you, there'll be a bunch of tickets going on sale for the day. You got to go back in line for every single one. Yeah. It sucks. So, um, but they have great stuff in there, and there's things I'm interested in. Uh, one is the art of Ghibli, so there's going to be a Studio Ghibli presentation right. there. Um, also at 4:45, you have the Cobra Kai panel. William Zabka is definitely confirmed. Um, and uh, <laughs> later in the year, um, they're going to re- they're going to uh, what's it called? YouTube is going to release the first se- two seasons for free. So I, I'm right. finally going to get to see it. However. No one's going to be in that panel because they're going to be split between two. First is the home movies panel at 4:45 in room 6 BCS. <laughs> uh, you know, of course, H. John Benjamin's going to be there, and Lauren Ballard, who uh, was the showrunner on. Yeah, it's the 20th anniversary. Um, no. And Bish- oh my yeah, god. Yeah, 20th. Lauren Bouchard Holy is crap. the showrunner for Steven's Universe. Is that right? Lauren Bouchard, she's the other person that's on that panel. So, I mean, it's a hot panel, okay. but not as hot as the one yeah. that's going to be in Hall A to that hour. Um, yep. That is his 445, his dark materials. Um, Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda has confirmed, and supposedly he's going to pop up on a shit ton of other panels, um, especially if they're related mm-hmm. to Disney and D- D23, which is some presence around there. Um, let's see. Awesome. Let's keep going. Um, Superstore, we mentioned that. That's in the Indigo Ballroom at 5.30. Right. Um, the Magic of Harry Potter and the Cursed Trial, an interactive master class. And it actually is members mm-hmm. of Broadway show going to be there at 6. So get your Broadway geek on. And that's what room is that? 6 yeah. BCF. Um, we mentioned the Her Universe Fashion Show. Um, the revival of Crank Acres is in the Indigo Ballroom and shares a spot right. w- and, at 6A. With the spotlight on Frank Miller, Frank Liller is going to be on four separate mm-hmm. panels this year. Uh, but this one in particular, he's talking about his new TV show. Holy shit! Um, and <laughs> then, um, and one of the more popular panels, how it should have ended. 
is always um, the, the, that group <laughs> is, uh, uh, is going to do a panel. Screen Junkies also has a panel. Um, another anniversary. Right. We got another one. And at 7.15, we got Celebrating 40 Years of Alien. Um, and it's a documentary, yeah. but there's going to be cast and crew from all all the Alien movies. Um, yeah, but I think all we get is just like a trailer of the documentary. Oh, well, I mean, it is screening, I think. But in, at the, no, at, I don't no, believe so. I think they're just going to show us the trailer and yeah, talk about still, it. Yeah, I believe yeah, so. Well, well, then you may want to go into the Zorro. Which is also at 7:30. Right, 100 years. 100 years. 100 years for Zorro, and then we got the Impractical Jokers doing their thing at 7:30 in the Horton Grand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I know. I'm just. I'm, these aren't necessarily for us. This is for everybody. Uh, right. The no, the, no, you're right. the Hall H Thursday um, playback will be at um, at 8:30. So they're immediately going to play and Hall we H in Barroom 20. Our listeners, the mm-hmm. Hall H. Um, Playbacks are usually done uh, by applause. Do you want to watch this or do you want to watch this? So it's, you know, uh, the winner is the loudest applause. The other thing is if you saw something uh, earlier where they showed a clip from the movie, you ain't going to see that in the playback. All right. So that's good to know. And I, I might be the only way I get to see what I want to see on Wednesday in Hall H. I mean, not on Wednesday, <laughs> on Friday, because I really, what I want to do in Hall H is on Friday, and I don't know if I'm going to get in. Uh, oh, and once again, uh, the, the premiere of the Banana Splits movie is at the Horton Grand at 10 p.m. So at the end of the day, if you want to chill with a Sid and Maury Croft horror film, you got it. So that's Thursday <laughs> and Wednesday. And you're actually so... going to have two chances to see it at con, too. Yeah, it's repeating. There's a couple of good movies repeating, uh, and I'm like I said, well, I'm just touching whoa, whoa, some whoa, of this. Whoa. Stuff. I don't know if we want to call this good yet. Okay. I've know. seen the preview. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. All right. So we're gonna keep moving. Let's um, now, uh, Hall H is gonna start with Warner Brothers, even though Warner Brothers doesn't have a actual like studio presence. They still are pretty prevalent. Um, on day two of Comic-Con, and they start the Hall H out. Uh, actually, it's Marvel that starts the Hall H out, and Warner has yeah, in yeah. A, is, in, is in another room. Um, Hall H is going to have the, um, the, the, the screenwriters, including the Russos, of Avengers Endgame. That's in Hall H. Yeah. So that's an opening good warm-up. And the warm big up. rumor is, mm-hmm. the, the big rumor is we're going to have a, an Avengers Endgame uh, reunion of the cast. Yes, so. they did say that. That's right. I did hear <laughs> about that. We'll see what happens. Um, across so again, the hall, you know, and... plan to start camping out uh, Tuesday if you want to yeah. get in Friday. Yeah. Well, actually, I think uh, <laughs> that's really the biggest thing in there on Friday. Well, no, Friday is crazy. I'm going to try to get tickets. Friday's oh, crazy. my God. Friday is the one I'm going to try, but we'll talk about that <laughs> when we're conspiring. Um, now, Warner Archive has got a huge presence, even though Warner Brothers is not huge. Um, and they pretty much dominate room 60E all day. It's all DC all day. Um, and they're starting with an anniversary. Hey, another anniversary. <laughs> this time it's called Celebrates V, the original miniseries. They haven't announced right. the cast, but uh, Robert England does, is pushing his new uh, travel channel so, show. So he oh, might yeah. show up. Um, we also and have Warner is pushing um, a new Blu-ray of V, right? 
Uh, yes, I believe they are. So okay. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, what, now one of the things that we I don't usually cover is there's a lot of smaller diversity panels in Comic Con, LGBTQ, and you know women of power. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cover a few of those of bigger ones this year. Uh, one of them is the annual Black Panel which is, uh, you know, black artists talking about their favorite geeky things. And um, mm-hmm. two of the people announced on it that caught my attention was Rain Ga- Wayne Grady and DMC from Run DMC are going to be on that panel. So that sounded pretty and cool. that's, that's the a Black to the Future panel, right? Yeah, the, yeah, it's a 2019 black panel, it's called, in room 5AB. Okay. Now, where I'm going to be in room 6BCS that morning, and I have to. If I'm not there, I'm going to get She's going to kill me. We're going to see She-Ra. She-Ra and the Princess of Power, Netflix original, and at 1015. So that's where we're going to be. Yeah, well, it's awesome. I love the new I know absolutely adore the new. Uh, and there's a new season coming out. Season two dropped a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, and season three is going to drop in August. So that'll be awesome. Um, and also at 1015, sci-fi, you know, I have to give Sci-Fi Wire credit. They always bring on the greatest panels, and they're doing – it came from the 90s. They have not announced the cast yet, but they're saying that it's comparable to what we'll get. Like, it's going to be a mini version of The Great Debate, and that's also in Brawl Run 20, and that's at 10.15. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, Now, uh, the Room 6A is going to be – I'm calling it the mini Indigo Ballroom because as Aaron can vouch – all day in the Indigo Ballroom is usually animation, and him and I camped out in that room the, almost yeah. the entire day on Friday. Well, six, room 6A is, is going to be animation light, so they're going to have a bunch of stuff in there, um, and it's the Cartoon Network first look, and which is basically mm-hmm. an ordinary overhaul, but there's supposed to be some giveaways and some surprises in that one. Once again, Russo Brothers at 11 o'clock get their own panel in Hall H right after the writers' panel, and that's supposedly when the Avengers reunion is supposed to happen. That's what I have marked here. <clears throat> so we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Room 7A becomes the Star Wars room on Friday. Almost everything to do with Star Wars, but it starts with some of the best fun things of Star Wars. I mean, it is like Star Wars games, Star Wars things, collecting, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, on uh, 11 o'clock, though, the one that caught my attention was the fun with Funko. It's a Funko Pop specifically about Star Wars Funko Pops. So uh, that's cool. Uh, so that room's going to be busy. Um, and Ballroom 20 explodes starting at 1130. And this is actually interesting because I'm not a huge Kristen. Well, I actually love Kristen Bell, but I never really watched Veronica Mars. But now with the revival, she's doing a Ballroom 20. Mm-hmm. And everyone, they said that that room's going to be big. And at 11.45 in room 6A, the DuckTales revival is going to be big. Yay! Yay. So, yeah. uh, the other yeah. thing we should mention just briefly is uh, Wednesday or Thursday? I think maybe Thursday. Um, there's a big Veronica Mars fan meetup thing with cast and crew in Los Angeles. So... Um, yeah, if you want to drive 150 miles from Comic Con, yay for you, Veronica Mars fans. <laughs> I uh, so I guess you can do. I mean, I guess you do one, you do the other. Not I guess, very well planned. No, no, planned. not very planned. Well, you know, I get to. Um, started at noon in the Indigo Ballroom will be the Adult Swim set, which is always fabulous. Uh, but really, the two that matter 
are go back to back and starting at noon and going for the next two panels is robot chicken followed by Rick and Morty. Uh, that'd be, that would be the, really the only two panels that I'd really want. Well, the, the back end of course is going to be Bob's burgers and Archer as usual. Um, you know, uh, but, but of all the panels in there, Rick and Morty is the one that I really would like to do the most. Amen. So, also, yeah, but I have to about- tell you, I know a little secret about the next season for uh, Rick and Morty because I'm at this show in Atlanta, America's Mart. I'm seeing merch from you name it for for gift shops, everything from gourmet foods to fun tchotchke to sci-fi toys and things. I saw a ceramic plumbus. I don't know why you would need a ceramic plumbus, but I know where you can well, get one. And well, uh, I talked to the guy who who's selling them, and I learned a little secret about next season's Rick and Morty. Well, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> I love Rick and Morty, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Um, uh, at, at noon, though, if you can't get into Indigo Ballroom, which is a good chance you can't because they the, the loading is ridiculous to get in, and you're out in the sun, and there's nothing, there's no shade. Um, it's the worst queuing there, and that I mean, at least when you have Hall H, you have the the awnings that they draw you into while you're sitting there. Um, yep. But. But at the Horton Grand Theater, the biggest of the Batman events is actually happening then, and that's the fan celebration of Batman and animation. And there's supposed to be some surprise thing, announcements at that panel, too, rumor has it. So um, so keep a look out on that. Um, also, the second of the Stan Lee uh, in 28DE, uh, second of the three Stan Lee uh, memorials. And in Hall right. H, starting at noon, going till 2 o'clock, you've got Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead, um, back to back. Uh, so and um, Chris Hardwick is going to be there. Yes, he's moderating he the Fear in... of the Walking Dead panel. Yeah, yeah, and he, he, he was very been for a while. So um, yeah, I wonder why yeah. something terrible happened there. Um, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we, and I remember we were there for okay. James. Gunn. We we were at Comic Con when James Gunn got. Outed. That was like the worst feeling Which was ever. Bullshit. Oh my God. Which it was bullshit. Oh my god! And it was—he was about to stump *Brightburn*. *Brightburn* might have been a bigger film, you know. It did okay, yeah. but anyway, let's get yeah, back to business here. Right. I'm still—I'm still, I'm still okay. sore about that. Um, *Space Command*. It *Bold Adventures*. My buddies actually do work on *Space Command*, and they're going to be at the—you'll uh, need a ticket, but it's at the San Diego Central Library. Uh, at 12.30, the DC Superhero Girls new premiere episode in Q&A in 60E, which my evil genius was. Um, once again, I mentioned Rick and Morty. And then if you can't get into Rick and Morty, my backup is in uh, Ballroom 20. Because last year, I in the Indigo Ballroom, I tried to get into Steven Universe and couldn't get in in time. So right. I had to bail. Um, it got an upgrade to Ballroom 20, and that's at 1 o'clock. So I, I might go and do that. So do do do. We go. We already talked about. Okay, um, <clears throat> horror stuff. The Horton Grand has the Dark Web, an independent sci-fi anthology series at one thirty. Um, the, the and continuing the uh, Rick and Morty Adult Swim programming. Um, Gendry Tardoski is going to be in attendance to premiere his yeah. new TV show Primal. Primal. So we're all oh. looking forward to that. Can't uh, wait. And now. 
I would have missed this one, but everyone says that it's actually going to be one of the best gaming panels at Comic-Con, and it's at 2 o'clock in Room 6 BCF, and that is the immersive experience of Harry Potter, which unites, which is the brand new cell phone game where, you know, that works like um, uh, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Uh, Go, yeah. But here's the secret. The moderator is Felicia Day. So that's why that panel oh. I was like, oh, Felicia Day. We love Felicia Day. Um, Hall H, believe it or not, everyone says this draw is going to be crazy, and it's The Witcher in Hall H at 2.15. Yeah. Everyone says it's going to be a huge draw. Uh, matter of fact, they're saying if you don't get in by uh, – there might be some turnaround after The Walking Dead – but if you don't get in mm-hmm. by The Witcher, you're probably not going to get in for the rest of Hall H. So, uh, you know, uh, get your wristband early. But if that doesn't work, once again, I'm telling people that, you know, you can go to the alternate 6A independent animation room. And, and I, this is actually where I probably will be if I can't get into Hall H. It's uh, Miraculous is having another panel and uh, they had one last year and it was very popular and the tv show miraculous uh the evil genius loved it um and uh this the solar opposites um the, the adult swim closes oh, yeah. out at three o'clock with solar opposites which is rick and morty's new follow-up so looking forward to that um let's see legacies Legacies has a special video presentation at 3.15 and 6 BCF. Geek and Sundry Live at 3.30 and 5 AB. Um, And then, once again, Mm -hmm. another anniversary. Marvel Animation celebrates 80th anniversary of Marvel. And that's at In Room A again. Um, One of the hottest uh, panels in uh, Ballroom 20 is going to be The Boys, the new sci-fi show, and it's the full cast, including Kyle Urban, of course. It's going to be stacked. Like, they're all going to be there. But also, Aisha Tyler, this is her second moderating job during Comic-Con, and the executive producers, Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Shue, will also be on that panel. So, big panel on yeah. Ballroom 20. Now, the one that I wish I could another see Amazon is- Prime show. Uh, there is it Amazon Prime? I thought it was Sci-Fi. Yeah, it's Amazon right. Prime. Yeah, no, you're right. Of course it is. Um, the comic by Garth Ennis. Yeah, I just said it was in the creature. Amazon Experience, and now I'm like, die. You know, oh. I don't even pay attention yeah, yeah, yeah. to my own writing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember what I say to myself. Okay. Um, now this is the one panel in Hall H. If I can get into any panel, I just want to get into one, and yeah. this is the panel I want to get into at 3:30. Yeah. On Friday is Netflix, The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. I really, oh, yeah. really, really want to do that panel. Really want to do that panel. Like, that panel to me is the only I, I've been trying to get information on this since I heard it being greenlit like eight years <laughs> ago. Um, and, and I even had Jason Isaacs in front of me, and he would not break. Damn it. <laughs> he wouldn't say a thing. He's like, there's a show, it's called Dark Crystal, and I'm in it. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> That's not what I want. I want something, you know. But rumor is he's Chamberlain, which is, like, awesome. So, you know, which is the best Skeksis, right? So um, well, so that's that. Who named somebody cool and they're in it? I, I mean, the the cast is just mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. A, a, everything about this. And we already know that Brian Henson is in town, so he's probably going to be at this panel, too. They haven't actually Fingers said who's cool. on it, but 
I mean, it's going to be, yeah. that's, that is the panel. Um, but of course you could always go to the Indigo and for the annual Bob's burgers panel at four, which is always great. Um, Pennyworth, um, Pennyworth Q and a is at four thirty in room six BCF and the 10th. And this is going to be huge. The Horton grand says that the um, 10th anniversary of parks and recs is going to be one of their biggest panels. So, uh, <laughs> and I actually believe it. <laughs> so there's also a Q and a with, um, uh, Nathan Fillion in there that day, which is going to be pretty oh, popular. Right. And, I was, and I actually have always wanted to see Nathan Fillion in a panel. It might be my excuse to go. I've always wanted to do that. So uh, if I'm in there in Shira for Princess of Powers, the, the room room six is really close to the uh, pavilion. I might be able to get tickets and get over there. Hmm. Um, we'll see. Uh, now they go out of they stop animation in six eight four forty five and they go into the new the terror TV show Infamy which is the Asian version of the terror which is a surprise horror hit from um, last year. Yeah, um, yeah, that's happening. Uh, Archer, of course, at five. Woo-hoo. Ga- Game of oh, Thrones and Hall Carnival Row. Carnival Row is coming out. Here's the big thing. Game of Thrones, it precedes Dark Crystal. They're back-to-back. Yeah. And that was the other panel I yeah. wanted to do. Was the And, and they're actually saying there may be a tiny bit of turnaround for this panel. Just a drop. <laughs> because there, there is enough backlash. They think that's going to keep people away. Um, Joe Hill has got three panels on Thursday. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, his last one is the one that's most interesting, and that's the first look up Shutter's Creep Show. And um, Andrea Bouchard is on it again. Joe Hill and Greg Nicotero. So a good list. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I said the Nathan Fillion thing. That's at six in the Horton. Um, one of the more popular of the fan uh, panels is the TV Guide Fan Favorites 2019. They have not announced who is on it this year, but they have announced which TV shows will be. Fear of the Walking Dead, Lucifer, mm. and Legends of Tomorrow, which actually matters because Lucifer, this is the only panel that represents Lucifer, which is really surprising to me. Um, so <clears throat> uh, EC Comics, 75th anniversary, it's 6.30, and Ray yeah. Harryhausen's also got Lost Movies that hour, also in 26A. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Blowing my mind, finally, the announcement of the Fabulous Furry Breek Brothers anim- animated series. They've been working on this thing literally for like 10 years. And they finally, <laughs> it, they're going to have something. I, I am so curious. I might go to that panel. That's at 7 o'clock. And then Hall H ends the day with Preacher. Seth Rogen will be there. Um, if you're staying yeah. after hours, there's the world premiere of Batman's Hush. And there's the Judges of Clone Wars, which is their annual um, annual courtroom Star Wars thing they always huh. do. Um, and the playback starts at yeah. 8.30 and the Will Eisner Award starts at 8. Um, so, and don't forget yeah. Screen Junkies. They ha- they close out the night at 8.30. So those, that is Thursday mm-hmm. or Friday for me. So Friday is, re- is I think, of all the days going to be the hardest choices. I really do think so. Because I kind of have to choose between the Indigo Ballroom and Hall H <laughs> and Ballroom 20. And I, you know, and I really would like to just do the Dark Crystal and the Game of Thrones panels if I could get into Hall H. Now, I was listening, uh-huh. and they're saying that if you get into line Thursday, uh, Thursday night for Friday for Hall H at 8 p.m., right before they give out the wristbands, you might not get a great seat, but you'll get a wristband. So maybe we can do that after we're done for the day. That's the only day that this would happen. 
The rest of the week, forget it. Like, if you want something to go on Saturday, you're going to have to camp out right after the Thursday wristbands get their wristbands for Friday. You're going to yeah. immediately have to queue up. So, and, and get back. That's 7 in the morning. Remember that. Queuing starts at 7 a.m. Yeah. So, <clears throat> now, if you don't want to fuck with queuing on Saturday, there's, you can go to the off-sites, but they were crowded last year. So, I don't actually recommend it. But there is one I want to do that's only on Saturday, and that's at 7th Street at 339. Is, uh, Vikings doesn't have a main presence this year, but they are doing mm-hmm. a uh, battle axe training and Alexander Ludwig, which is one of my favorite actors, is going to be there. He's Ironsides at 2 p.m. And Catherine Winnick, who plays Lagasa, is going to be there at 3.30. So that sounds really fun. Um, and my friend, I have to give a quick shout-out on Saturday. My friend Gigi Salariero, who just um, made a movie that did really well. She did uh, Who's Culture Shock. She's like It was her first feature, and she did it for Blumhouse on Hulu. Um, and I just watched it last night. Uh, and she's going to be on the new wave of Latin American horror cinema at the um, in twentieth uh, at at twelve p.m. So that is awesome that Gigi got like uh, invited at the last minute. So I'm really excited for her on that. Um, also, I want to tell people too on all through Comic Con this year there is a set and you can go to the website and filter them down Comic Con 50 panels and there's all sorts of panels specifically about Comic Con itself this year that I recommend going to do. Right. Some of them are about the first through the, there's pe- through the decades. There's people that have been there every year talking about it. There's memories. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, the one of the biggest ones opens Saturday at 10 a.m. Memories of the first Comic-Con, 28DE, and that is literally going to be a panel of people that have been going all 50 years. Blows, mind-blowing, right? So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, we've I can't got, say I've been oh, going all 50 years, but I've gone every single decade. How many, how many years have you gone now? Oh, God, I don't even know how many now. But, uh, my dad took me to my first one in 76, so... From then hmm. on, off and on, in the 70s, uh, most of the 80s, all the 90s, and then so everything 43 years. from then on. 43 yeah. years. Frightening, huh? That's all. It's <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good run. <laughs> so uh, let's start with animation on Saturday, shall we? At 10 a.m., there's two different animation panels. The one that I starred is the one I might go to because, once again, the Evil Genius is a huge fan of the Dragon Prince on Netflix, the future of the Dragon Prince saga. Um, and um, the Jetsons in primetime Hanna-Barbera is also having a competing panel in Room 6A. Uh, so there's a lot of animation there. Uh, Ballroom 20 is going to have at 1030 the Batwoman pilot in screening and Q&A, which is a big yeah. deal. Uh, Indigo Ballroom awesome. is going – oh, they're – Indigo Brawl is opening a little small, but it is popular. History's Project Blue Brick starts at 11. Um, one of the things mm-hmm. that you usually do uh, is the D23 panel. Are you going to go this year? Possibly. Uh, I have to see what I have competing against it, but I have tickets for the D23 event, uh, the D23 convention in August, so maybe not. Okay. Well, this one is in particular called Mickey on Vinyl, and it's actually about the um, the the '70s disco movement of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so, which is actually it's and kind of fun. And there's a a roller disco event that night. Yeah. So now I've been told that the Horton <laughs> Grand 
is going to have one of the biggest morning panels. And that's because, especially for young kids, um, they're doing a Sesame Street Live puppet. There's two Sesame Street uh, panels this year. And this is the first one. And it's supposed to be packed. Both of them are, which is pretty good. But if you're not there, (laughs) you're probably in Hall H. And Hall H on Saturday, if you're not in for first panel, fuck it. You're not getting in. Um, there, there's no downtime this, in, on Saturday. And it starts straight out the gate with Enter the Star Trek Universe panel with Patrick Stewart and yeah. Allison Pill. Uh, so they're going to, they have an hour and a half to talk about three properties and there might be announcing a fourth. Now I'm probably going to spend most of my day in ballroom 20 because I'm going to aim for Orville, which is in the evening, but it starts at noon in there um, with the Simpsons. And runs and is an animation panel for the entire day. And Ballroom 20 is a good location because it's a large room, and you can also get in, yep. in and out pretty easily um, when there's not a lot of now trouble when you have to go to the bathroom. But it's such a good central location. You can duck down, get food, come back. It's a good place to camp. So, um, and once again at the noon spot in the Indigo Ballroom, same as last year, the good place. But this time it's not. They don't have Steven Universe in front of it because and. That, good because good there was so many people going just for steven universe but we couldn't even get in because the good place mm-hmm. was actually crowding the room so um image comics is going to have their anniversary and, and at noon on 7ab another anniversary uh, my friend i told you about <laughs> her new wave latin horror of uh, scooby-doo 50 birthday bash uh, Gray Delisle is going to, uh, Delisi is going to be there uh, they haven't announced everyone but it's going to be a big thing that's in room 6a Ballroom 20, American Dad at 1. The Expanse and the Indigo Ballroom is supposed to be a big draw at 1 o'clock. I've never seen The Expanse, but I know a lot of people like it. Um, yeah, for the young kids, once again, following. you know, usually Sunday is the kids thing, but right now the Horton brand is just all kids all morning. Um, they're going to have a, right after Sesame Street Live, they're going to have a Peppa Pig's party with PJ Masks. <laughs> um for the slightly older kids, Cartoon Voices 1. Uh, for the oldest kids like us, Westworld 3 at 115 in Hall H. Yeah. Um, Family Guy at 140. I told you, Seth Rogen is in three panels in a row, starting with Family Guy, American Dad, and ending with Orville, which is actually my end game is the Orville panel. Um, 35 years of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> at the 2 o'clock in room 28D. <laughs> Sid and Marty Croft has a panel this year in 23 ABC. Um, one of the more popular panels uh, for women is the Women Rocking Hollywood 2019. And this year's headliner on that panel is the director of 13 and Twilight, Catherine Hardwick. She also did a highly underrated film, uh, a surfing film called The Boys of Z-Town, which Please watch that movie. It's really good. Um, and here's the panel that I'm trying to get to. Oh, good. I have. I, guess what it ends? It, the Orville panel ends at 3.15. And my Funko Pop is at 3.45, I believe. Right? Very yes. doable. So yeah. that's awesome. I can do both. Yay. Nice. <laughs> I was so worried. I was. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to get my Funko. But, yay, I'm going to get it. So, yay. So Orville's at 2.30 and ends at 3.15. And then the second Sesame Street panel is at um, 2.45 Sesame Street 50. It's anniversary. It's, uh, and if you don't want to see that, Hall H has the show of shows 20th anniversary at the same time. 
Uh, Indigo has the new Snowpiercer show, which I'm totally interested <laughs> in, at 3 o'clock. Did you um, see the Kitchen- promotion they're doing for Snowpiercer? Oh, no. They're doing bug bars. You can. <gasps> yes, I get... did see that. Oh. oh my god, bug bars look awesome. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm so interested. Uh, Fifty years of kitchen sink is at three o'clock in room twenty five ABC. So another anniversary. Um, Todd McFarlane, okay. who is the ori- uh, original show story for Spawn. He's got several panels, but his own personal panel is at 3 o'clock on Saturday in room 60E. Uh, and then hall eight, Ballroom 20 goes into like CW, Arrow, and The Flash and all that. But Bruce Campbell is in the Indigo Ballroom at 4 o'clock, so that's all that matters. <laughs> 80, 80th anniversary of Archie Comics is in uh, 4 o'clock, so another anniversary. Yeah. Uh, Abrams Comics Arts is 10th anniversary. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, the women who kick ass panel. Then my final must-see panel for me is the scary stories to tell in the dark with Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. That's an important brand at 4 o'clock, so I'm going to try to stack tickets for that. If I don't make it into that critical role, which has a very popular panel, their panel is at six uh, is at 4 o'clock and 6 BCF. I mean, it keeps on going. I mean, we got Wyanona Earp in the Indigo Ballroom. Also, the man in Kai Castle has a panel of Frank Miller's personal panel is also at 415. Supergirl is also in, in Ballroom 20. So 4 o'clock is a very, very competitive time on Saturday. Um, of course, the people that really want to see Marvel Studios, that's 515 in Hall H, but you're not getting near it. Don't even think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Hill is on several panels, Nosferatu. Um and that's and the magicians ends the day basically. Um, there's a lot of other things. The what we do in the shadow screening is at 6:30. They're saying that no one's getting it's in six BCF. Not a big enough room for what it is, but I would try. If not, I'm gonna go to the Batman 30th anniversary of the 1989 movie. Um, and there's also bold voices <laughs> of contemporary horror with Ryan Turek from Blumhouse. Um, so and then DC Universe has a sneak preview uh, in Indigo as well. Uh, you know, this is all Saturday. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is also got a panel in the evening. Shout Factory has a panel in the evening. Kevin Kevin Smith closes out Hall H in 7.15, and I would walk in to see Kevin because I've never actually seen him. I would like to see his Hall H show. Um, so that's it. And yeah. last but not least, Rod Serling's Night Gallery, 50th anniversary with the artist oh. of the actual paintings in attendance. So, so that's it. That's my cool. Saturday list. We're done for the night. Sunday, there's a lot of cute things, but not much to cover, except for the big one for me is that they're doing the follow-up Scooby-Doo Return of the Zombie Island movie premiere and the <laughs> Teen Titans first to Teen Titans Go movie premiere. So those two premieres are the only thing I would want to do on Sunday. Other than that, uh, that would be the end of my uh, comics con experience. Any final follow-ups before we leave for the night? No, nothing I can think of. All right, well... I mean, we, I should have budgeted an extra half an hour to really go deep dive, but I think we we told them <laughs> enough. We got them through Saturday. Sunday is up to you. Sunday is always family day, so there's not a lot of panels, but if you want to yeah. win some chocolate and trivia, there's plenty of trivia in very a lot of the smaller rooms, <laughs> and trivia for chocolate is an annual tradition every year. And don't forget to go, go see the Buffy Once One With Ceiling and the annual Dr. Horrible Sing-Along blog. That's all happening in San Diego starting on the 17th and we're running through the weekend. So 
Aaron, I'll see you soon. I will see you soon. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, too, and I can't wait to introduce you to Jason Tross. I'm actually more excited in some ways for that than even San Diego, because <laughs> we're going to go have dinner with him right before I fly home uh, and to lay. Yeah. It'll be awesome. And, uh, you know, so we're going tonight, and I will see you uh, Monday night at 10 p.m. your time. Uh, for the rest of you that are listening, thank you for bearing with us on our very, like, thorough long-winded uh, <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con, but that's really the only way to do it. But we'll be back on the 30th, and we will recap San Diego and also preview <gasps> Press Pass. We have a press preview of Midsummer Scream, also in the L.A. area in Long Beach. And, Aaron, you are covering the show for us, right? Mm-hmm. Very excited for yes. Yeah, it's a smaller, medium-sized horror convention. We bumped into them last year at San Diego Comic-Con. They were so excited that I knew who they were. I'm like, of course I know who you are, but I know about the fan conventions around here. But that's it, Aaron. Good night. And I want to thank Aaron Marie for the first half hour and that sat through this. And we're going to leave tonight with Lemon Demon and the greatest ultimate showdown. Have a listen, Aaron. It's a very geeky piece. It features Godzilla and Batman and everything you would want in a San Diego Comic-Con. Good night, everyone. Best, Blessed be Glenfield hunting, and we'll be back for Best of Fandom Part 2 on the 30th. Good night. I go. Old Godzilla was hopping around. Tokyo City like a big playground when suddenly Batman burst from the shade and hit Godzilla with a bat grenade. Godzilla got pissed and began to attack, but didn't expect to be blocked by Shaq. He proceeded to open up a can of Shaq too when Aaron Carter came out of the blue and he started beating up Shaquille O'Neal. Then they both got flattened by the Batmobile, but before we could make it back to the Batcave, Abraham Lincoln popped out of his grave and took an AK-47 out from under his hat. Blew Batman away with a rat-a-tat-tat, but he ran out of bullets and he ran away because all this
the girls black knight and the pizza Mussolini and the blue meanie and cowboy Curtis and John B. the genie. Robocop, the Terminator, Captain Kirk and Darth Vader, low pan Superman, every single power ranger. Bill S. Preston and Theodore Logan, Fox, the Rock Dog, Ock and Hulk Hogan all came out of nowhere, lightning fast and they kicked Chuck Norris in his cowboy ass. It was the bloodiest battle that the world ever saw with civilians looking on a total loss. Many lives are claimed, but eventually the champion stood. The rest saw the better. Mr. Rogers in a bloodstained sweater. This is the ultimate showdown.